Hello and welcome to episode 93 of the Game Train Podcast. I'm your host, Callan Davison, and it is the 4th of November 2020. Uh, we are broadcasting live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash GameTrainTwitch. Joining me as always is my co-host, Carl, the Lyrical Smith. Hello, Carl. Hello, Callan. Thanks for having me. It's all right. Well, welcome along. Welcome <laughs> along. We are, as I said, broadcasting live. This is how we do it now. So those listening... Uh, later on on Podbeam, once this is eventually uploaded one day. Um, <laughs> In the after times. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, um, just be aware we will be communicating with chat and, and all that along the way. So just be aware in case you hear some strange stuff going on. But yes, um, so on this episode, on episode 93, we are going to be reviewing Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, we are going to be also talking about some more Star Wars uh, some Among Us, some Phasmophobia, um, and of course the Lame Love and Hype Trains. But, as always, before we roll into all of that, let's get into news. Okay, so yeah, kicking off in the news this evening, we've got a bunch of stuff to get through here, folks. We've got Resident Evil 8 has been confirmed that it will have ray tracing and be 4K on the PlayStation 5, which is some random sort of feature news there for you all. So Resident Evil, Resident Evil 8 should look absolutely fantastic is on that, that console. Is that uh, the village? Yes, that, that, one, yeah? that is Le Village. Um, Le Village. Um, also, Ratchet & Clank is a 100% PlayStation 5 exclusive. May sound funny to say this, Ooh. but we know there's been a lot of cross-gen games, and Sony announced that Horizon Forbidden West will be a PlayStation 4 and 5 game. So people are like, ooh, where do you sit with Ratchet & Clank? They said, nope, PS5 exclusive Ratchet & Clank. So there you go. Right. That didn't make much sense if it wasn't because of those immediate download times they were showing in the trailer, right? That just yeah. doesn't work. I was, I was talking about that with Otherwise. some people the other day because we are all talking about like a game like Horizon, yeah, you, you, you just have longer load times and all that on the PlayStation 4. Yeah, it's not part of the gameplay. Yeah, while Ratchet & Clank is and we're like, oh, would a little load screen come up every time you go to a different world? But then that would break the whole game. So it's kind of oh, cool. Totally. Kind of cool that they said it will be 100% PlayStation 5 exclusive. So that's really good news. Uh, spot- so is that um, after... Demon Souls, the only other one that we have so far. Sackboy, or is that across both as well? Oh, good question. And Bugsnet, and Bugsnet, is that across both? Oh man, see, this is the problem when there's too all, many mysteries with all this cross-gen stuff. You don't know what's going where and how it's going in the why now. Um, nah. But talking about another cross-gen title, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, ah, it, yes. uh, it's been announced that the Into the Spider-Verse costume is being added into the game. Yes, and that thing looks fantastic, including the um, on-the-two animation, which is what they call it when they animate on twos instead of ones, so that they, they only draw on every second panel, and it's what gives it that skippy-looking animation where it's a bit jumpy and very comic book-like. Yeah. I'm so excited to play with that. Although... I have seen somewhere that that might be a pre-order bonus. Oh, no. Don't do it as a pre-order <laughs> bonus. Leave us alone. Leave us alone. Especially on, like, the best suit. Yeah. Wow. Um, also, in the delays news, Far Cry 6 has been delayed, which was originally supposed to come out probably around February, they'll tipping, but 
It could be pushed back yes. into late 2021, early 2022. What? Really? Yeah, it was it was February 18th. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, so they've delayed that much? Yeah, yeah. They they pretty much said that the team have as much time as you need to sort of really get it going. So why would they jump the gun so much? I guess they figured a couple of months ago, yeah, we could get this out by then, and then now they're like, actually, uh-uh. <laughs> So Man. Ubisoft are doing the right thing. Remember, they did delay Watch Dogs from March through till October, so we could see a similar time frame with Far Cry Six. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Man, and I mean, it was too many open worlds from Ubisoft all at once. Anyway, oh, with wasn't it? Watch Dogs, then Assassins, and then what the uh, Phoenix Rising, and then right into Far Cry. It's like, what are they doing there? It's this nonstop open world factory. Yeah, that's right. Um, also, speaking of the other delay, which we should have actually led with, but it's still kind of old news now, <laughs> but it's still big news. Cyberpunk got delayed again. It was supposed again, to- Again, again, again. Yeah, it was supposed to come out in, what was it, the 21st of November or whatever? And now we're staring down the barrel of a December release date for it. Yeah, December, was it 10th, I believe? Something like that, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it's the 10th. And, like, you know, who cares? Because I don't even believe that anyway, so. What do you mean? It's delayed till later. I just, I don't know. I don't believe it'll ever come out ever in the whole history of the world until it actually comes out now. Well, folks, just letting you all know, I've been playing Cyberpunk. Oh, have you? Oh, wow. That's, um, I'm pretty sure that's strict embargo. You can't even say. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. I'm joking. Oh, that, 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 that's future a copy of Cyberpunk. That, 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 that's a joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's too late. Oh, no. Um, I'm clipping that. And I'm no, but uh, look, I think it'll come out in December. Like, I think it's a good thing it has been moved be- only because it was so stacked. And we've been talking about how stacked everything has been at the moment it's these next couple of weeks with everything that's going on from kicking off of watchdogs going through into like dirt yakuza assassins demon souls spider-man there's just too much coming out in a small couple of weeks so yeah and then cyberpunk would have just rolled on in and you would be like well i guess i'll just push everything else to the side and there's like two whole new generational you know consoles to play with Mm -hmm. yep Uh, um, but yeah, so the people at, um, Blizzard were happy because they're now re- releasing Shadowlands when, um, Cyberpunk was supposed to come out. Oh, you sneaky bastards. Yeah, yeah. So around that time, so yes. Um, also, Halo Infinite's director has left the project, so there's more turmoil going on with Halo Infinite. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Poor Halo. Yeah. Yeah, so... Leave them alone, guys. Yeah, yeah, more turmoil there. So I don't know what's going on with that project. Hey, it worries me a lot. And especially since it was supposed to be Microsoft's big boomer. Now we're, uh... Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one with Halo Infinite. Well, maybe they've left and they've all... They've done everything they needed to have done by now. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, maybe they've left some good, you know... Like like when um, Game of Thrones just had dot points to make the TV show out of. Remember that turned out oh, really yeah. good? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, also, um, what else? There was a Nintendo Direct the other day. Nintendo loved dropping these unexpectedly and just going, ha, 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 to everyone, uh, which is getting frustrating. 
Um, so if you'd like to take over the news for this one, because I didn't see the direct. Well, I saw it at about three in the morning. And then I woke up and had this fever dream of remembering what was there. And I, all I remember was there was some new uh, footage of the, uh, what's that, uh, Zelda Hyrule Warriors new game? Yep. That one? Yep. Yep, you can tell we're really right up in there. Anyway, there's new footage of that and that you control the divine beasts in it as well. Um, and there's a demo out right now. And the demo is um, one that carries the save over. So obviously a really great... Um, you know, opportunity to jump in and see what you reckon. Apparently it handles a lot better than the old Hyrule Warriors and there's a lot more heavy sort of story influence. So, uh, and a lot of elements from Breath of the Wild. Uh, there's a whole bunch of other stuff, but I guess we'll just get into the main thing, which I uh, mean was uh, sort of the ultimate edition of Control, Remedies Control, which was mm -hmm. uh, one of the best games that came out. Was that last year? I feel like it was last year. Yeah. I think it was. Yes. What a years anymore? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I think it was last year. Yeah. Well, Control is now available on Switch, but don't hold your breath because it's only available if you play it via live streaming service, which uh, isn't working very well right now. And there's apparently a lot of hiccups on it. So maybe give it a couple of days or weeks or months or years um, until it get much. It gets much better. But uh, in other news, I went on there to look for Control, and instead I found Abe's Odyssey, new and tasty. It's finally released on the Switch, so I'm really happy about that. That's a game I've been waiting for on the Switch since they, since the very early days of the launch of that console. So I'm very happy to see that on there. One of my favorite games of all time. Very, very Abe. nice. And so in concluding all that, I'm now slowly pushing the button for the news outro as I wait for it to kick in. And I that love the is way you the slowly news. push the buttons. So one of these days, I'm gonna I'm gonna edit that sound file down so oh it goes off God. straight away, so we don't have the the slow lead-in delay. What do we do with you? And so, folks, for those in chat at the moment, if you have any gaming questions for us, just think of them, and we're gonna ask for them later in the show. So yeah, anyone in chat that wanna ask anything, save up those questions, and you'll know when we ask for it because we'll say, "Hey, chat, if you have any questions for us." And that's when you guys put it in the channel. That's so a just, pretty good indicator. It's a very, very good indicator. It's a very good indicator indeed. You'll or, know because because we'll say this is that time we were talking about before. That's right. For the questions. That's right. Okay. Yes. So let's go into the games we have been playing. So Carl, you jumped back into Star Wars, uh, the new squadron game where you fly around spaceships and all that sort of fun stuff. Tell us about your new experience. That's disgusting, Callan. That is absolutely disgusting. Chat, what Callan is saying is that, hi guys, this is what Callan's saying. He's saying, I, Callan, have a PSVR at home and a copy of Star Wars Squadron, which is designed for PSVR, which is one of the biggest dreams most of us gamers and nerds and Star Wars fans have had in that realm of virtual reality is to jump in and fly some of the ships in Star Wars. Now, Callan's saying, I have all this stuff at home and yet Carl Smith has jumped into it. I think you're a crazy person to not put 15 minutes aside and jump into this because I played the actual game uh, when we got it on the Xbox for some crazy reason. We decided to get on Xbox even though we both have full PSVR kits at home. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was a little bit bored of it because I was spoiled by the uh, Star Wars Battlefront games. Mm -hmm. 
where uh, they had the flying segments in that. And what I loved about those is they were in third person. And I, I really like flying around in third person for anything from flight simulator to anything like Hawks and the dogfight games. Yep. Uh, so I got bored of it pretty quickly. But then jumping back into this in VR was a whole different thing. It was my favorite VR experience to date. Wow. Um, it, it was just amazing. Straight away, it felt like it felt like being in a theme park and in my own home. Everything, the detail was so nice. It felt like there was so much, you know, nostalgia, but it was so accurate. I felt like I was really in one. And, and at first it felt like, oh, this is really fun. I'm in the cockpit of a TIE fighter or an X-Wing. And I'm just looking around in the hangar. This is so cool. But then you start flying and actually shooting and locking on and dodging people and, you know, following them. And then when you start flying around the giant battleships and flying close enough to see them in high detail, it's just mind-blowing seeing the scale like this for the first time in space and not just having like a hangar tour or just like a, a guided experience. Like this is you playing through an entire campaign. I'm yet to jump into the multiplayer because I was um, so lost in there, kind of looking around everywhere. I don't know how good I am competitively, but holy moly, that was so awesome. And I urge you, if you have PSVR, please give this a try. I believe there's a sale at the moment as well. I think it's like, a, I want to say 30% off at the moment because of the release of season two of The Mandalorian. Oh, cool. Uh, so if you are interested, jump in. Um, or if you're Callan and have it all already, I suggest you uh, definitely jump in and have a look there. Wow. Wow. wow, wow. That sounds really cool. I might have to check it out sometime. Um, yeah, see, Smitty can confirm over there in the chat. Yep. Even Chad played it. It's fair enough. It's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. what we've got up next, what we've also been playing is a bunch of Among Us still. So we spoke about it a little on the last episode. But since then, we've been playing a lot of Among Us. Like, every night we've been on Among Us uh, with a bunch of different people jumping in, uh, everyone being awesome, everyone, like, killing each other, me constantly being blamed for being imposter over and over again, me chasing, sure Joel, me chasing Joel around all the hall hallways and all that, as I do. Um, no, but it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. Um, they've just added a new patch as well. So they've added a few more things that you could have, like, anonymous voting, so you don't know who voted for who. Oh, that's fun. That's exciting. Yeah, and the ability to turn off the task bar at the top, so people, oh. can't, people can't follow you around and go, oh, I didn't see the bar go up. That bloody bar thing, mate. I'm yeah. telling you, Lucy Meg is onto something by saying she refuses to listen to people when they just do it by the bar. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. But yeah, so wow. yeah, it's, it's been fun. And, and there's a new map in development, which sounds really cool as well. Ooh, I wonder if it's going to be the second good map. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> look, it, it, it's fun. It's such a simple concept of you've got all these people that do all these random tasks. You've got one person, which is like, or two people that are like the villains and they've got to kill everyone. And you've got to find out who it is. And it's funny just seeing people's different tells and things like Carl's when his voice gets high. No, my voice goes high every time. It's just nah. sometimes you decide to blame me. My voice gets high. Nah, your voice goes up yeah. and we're like, yep, Carl's yeah. the imposter. And then sure enough, Carl's the imposter. It's just silly things like that. Or when I chase Joel and then someone's like, hey, Callan didn't chase Joel this time. And Joel hasn't mentioned Callan at all. 
It must be both of them, and then we get in trouble. Yeah. But yeah, that has been a lot of fun with Among Us as well. Oh, it's a ball. It's it's just I'm still blown away that this is a 2018 game. Yeah. It, this is such a great example of when um, a trend hits, but it's actually fun. Like I jump into trends often just to see what's up, especially when you see things happening, you know, in the wide world of Twitch, and you see a bunch of people playing something. Uh, for example, Fortnite, I thought, oh, look, everyone's playing this. I'm going to jump in and try it. And I jumped in. I was like, no, nah, I don't actually like it. So I jumped straight back out. Yeah. Phasmophobia, uh, which we'll talk about soon. Same thing. I jumped in, jumped back out. But this one, I was like, oh, I'll just see what it is. It looks really dumb, but whatever. Yep. And jumped in and haven't jumped out since because it captures you straight away. Like, it's all about who you play with. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So speaking of the next game you're talking about, so finally then it's Phasmophobia. So this is a first-person uh, ghost hunting experience game where you go into different houses, you have different like little gadgets, like little counters that show you if there's spirits nearby or how cold it is, or you can talk to the ghost through a receiver, etc., etc. You can play with up to three other people, so you can have a team of you going into places and all this and find out what sort of ghost is haunting that area. Yeah, it's like Ghostbusters but you don't bust any ghosts. It's more like ghost finders. Yeah, ghost finders. Yeah, yeah, who are you going to call? Ghost people who tell you what ghost it is. Yeah, they're not going to do anything about the ghost. They're just going to tell us what it yeah. is. Hell it's yeah. It's a demon. Okay, bye. Like, yeah. okay, it's still haunted and my house is still <laughs> yeah. uninhabitable. Like, yeah, 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 but it's a demon. Do we have our money now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They have the whole truck pull up and... Yeah, yeah. it's... I mean, I'm sure it's very fun in the right circumstance, but I didn't enjoy my time with it. It just, um, one, it was too slow. Like the movement speed is just atrociously slow. And I know they're trying to set a mood, but like maybe like 0.5 faster. So, uh, so only... you'd just run around a haunted building then rather than slowly walk? No, no, I'd walk. I wouldn't sort of pull myself with my like forearms dragging the lower part of my body, you know, with concrete on my shoes and glue on the floor. I'd maybe take just like normal average human steps around. Um, but the other thing that weirds me out, I know it's a scary ghost game, but it's too dark, especially a game that's designed for streamers. Because as you know, a lot of us streamers who, especially if we use green screens, we need to light up our rooms with spotlights and lighting in our face. And when you have all this light and you're trying to look at a dark PC screen, but your room is like a bright studio, Mm -hmm. So I think private gamers and, and friends doing this as like a multiplayer matches can have a lot more fun. But mm. when you're actually trying to stream it, it's really hard to get in that mood to be sufficiently scared enough to lose yourself in it. Yeah. That was what I found rough with it. Yeah. How okay. did you find it? Uh, it was all right. Yeah, I played a bunch with you and Paul from Inconsolables. Had a bunch of games yeah, yeah. in that. Um, he played it in VR, actually, which I don't think I'd want to do. Um, no. Um, not. Yeah, look, it was very slow movie. It's different. I understand why people love it. Yeah. Um, My favorite part was the basketball. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, one second. Thank you so much for the follow, Jay. I'll just say, Jay, how are you? Um, and for those listening at home with that sound that came through, I actually turned off the follow alert noise, but it still come through for some reason. Mm -hmm. Well, that's all right. You know, that's... People need to yeah. hear that at home. They need to know that it's a buzzing, yeah. lively place here that, that, at the uh, Game Train Twitch. That is right. So, uh, 
Yeah, the other game we're going to talk about, and you also mentioned this one before, is uh, Oddworld New and Tasty on the Nintendo Switch. Yes, sir. So, what do you think? I've, uh, it's excellent, 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 excellent. I was, I, I've been excited for this game to come on the Switch, and they've been teasing me for so long because they they released every other bloody Oddworld game except for the one that is such a perfect fit for the Switch. So they had the uh, Stranger's Wrath come out, and then Munch's Odyssey, and this game has just been sitting on all the other consoles, you know, for years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, please bring me Oddworld. Abe's Odyssey. Like, I just want that new and tasty version. It's so great on the other consoles. I bought them on the, I bought on Xbox and PlayStation as soon as it came out. Definitely one of my all-time favorite games. Uh, And it's such a perfect fit for the Switch. I I jumped on straight away as soon as I found out it was out and had to play just to see what it felt like, if it was running any slower or if it didn't look as good, because it is quite a uh, pretty game now that they've, you know, um, remastered it and all that. And it's actually a full remake, not just a remaster. So, Everything's been built from the ground up, uh, new and tasty, that is. Not the specific Switch version. This is uh, just the same version as the ones on Xbox and PlayStation. It looks and runs beautifully. There's even things you can play with in the graphics, in the options for graphics. You can uh, take off, like, the dust on the lens in the screen. You can change the gamma, uh, like, a whole bunch of little things to help tweak the visuals. Mm-hmm. It handles, like, really smoothly. And uh, yeah, it's everything I'd hoped it would be. And for those who haven't jumped into this game yet, whether it's the re-release, remake, or the original, please give it a shot, especially on the Switch. It's such a perfect... I reckon if this game just came out literally this year, it would still be a great game. It holds up so well. Uh, Yeah, I just think it's an excellent game. Great gameplay, great story. Very, very nice. Right. Okay, let's yeah, roll. So very nice and tight. Okay, let's roll into a shout out for this week. Um, so a, a shout out. Hey. Uh, I said yes. Oh, okay. So a shout out this week uh, goes out to uh, to Luke Kidrell. Actually, I'm going to shout out Luke Kidrell, who is a Australian comedian. Uh, he randomly raided me the other week when I was playing Tony Hawk. He's not a good Tony Hawk player. Uh, it was your birthday. No, That's... no, no. He came in before the birthday, the, the few days before. Oh, you're yeah. going to talk about the epic birthday one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, guys, it's been Callan's birthday since our last podcast. So a little bit of love. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I just wanted to yeah, thank, to thank Luke for that random raid that he brought in that night. The first time he brought it in and the community bringing across. We've still got a lot of them still hanging around, which has been fantastic. And the follow-up raids from him and also Lou Spears as well uh, has been fantastic as well, um, bringing a lot of more people into the community here at Game Train. So thank you both for that. Um, it's very, very much appreciated. They're both comedians. That is uh, Luke Kidgel and Lou Spears. You can find them on YouTube and Twitch. Go check them out. Um, and, yeah, they've also got a podcast as well called uh, Luke and Lewis Podcast as well. Yes. So, yes, they've uh, got and a bunch. they are hilarious. Yes. And they're... very easy to watch. Yeah, so they've got a bunch of stuff, which is fantastic. So go check those guys out. And that is our shout-out for this week. Um, and so let's roll into the the review of this week. Wow, we're getting through this really fast tonight, actually. Bro, easy peasy. And we still we had so many games we've been playing. I know, I know. But Just yeah. smashing through it. I know, it's fantastic stuff. Um, okay, so uh, we're going to roll into the... Uh, to our review game this week, which 
is Witch. Uh, Witch Dogs Legion. London is in a death spiral. Move in and lock down the city. Destruction is always the cure. The city needs a resistance. And it starts with you. Right, so Watch Dogs Legion is developed by Ubisoft Toronto and published by Ubisoft. It is the third edition in the Watch Dogs franchise, which has been going since, what, 2013 now? Which Something normally like tells the stories of like a bunch of hackers in, in a modern day city there somewhere. So the first one was set in Chicago, second in San Francisco. The third one is set in London. Um, pretty much your hacker group has been framed for a bombing in London. Um, the, the group sort of splits up. And now um, a while later, it looks like you're trying to get the gang back together. Um, but the big sort of, pardon, uh, the gimmick of this game is that um, you can actually, you don't, there is not a main character. You can actually play as anyone in the game. So... Again, like the other Watch Dogs games, it is a big open world game, uh, action-adventure game, and yeah, please, Carl, continue. Uh, yeah, I mean, that about sums up the basic concept. So the first one, you know, a lot of people weren't really into. It wasn't a sort of... I guess it's mostly because of the protagonist. He was a bit of a sort of one-dimensional in his... Um, personality but the concept was really cool i liked it straight away especially for me in the first one it was all about the car chases uh there was a lot of that stuff you could like look in your rearview mirror and you could affect manholes and make them explode with water and throw off the cops you could mm -hmm. like bring up barriers you could you know um change the traffic lights so they went green or red accordingly to make cars just run into the streets and make you do all kinds of crazy things um and then in part two they made it just so much cooler because I guess they got a lot of feedback, but instead of this like sleepy brown Seattle, it was in like bright San Francisco. Uh, first one was in Chicago. Chicago adults at Seattle, Mago. And then it was, so as I was saying, very memorable. And then that second one, San Francisco, it was, it was more like bright. There was attitude. Your character was a lot of fun and the fashion was awesome. It, you know, like, as anyone who knows us, uh, you know that I can spend a long time in those shops just mm -hmm. buying clothes. But it was just really funky, really cool. And the actual hacking was just taken up to this whole new level. There was like drones and jumping spider machines that did all different things like stealth kills or actual violent kills. You could just you could sort of dismantle the whole operation and never even enter the building. It, it was a lot of fun, but it, it was a really great power fantasy that's what i loved about it and you get get to feel like a superhero who kind of controls the city from the palm of his hand this one you can do all that kind of stuff and a bit more because there's so much available uh, it's amazing to see how many different things you can get from the different citizens mm -hmm. the only downside i saw from that is that you couldn't connect to one person and feel that power fantasy but yeah, yeah it's still so awesome because you're controlling the entire city, effectively, like you choose who you want and build up this resistance, and yeah. you connect more to that team. Yeah. But 
Yeah. I don't I don't know. So yeah, you pretty would... much are recruiting a team to, you know, um, resist the power in London, you know, all that sort of stuff. And the yeah, Ubisoft came out and said, Alright, you can play as any NPC in this game, which is true, you can play as any NPC. But as you just said, you don't get attached to a character. You don't have a, a main protagonist there, you know, that you sort of play as for thirty or forty hours, you know. You might play five hours with one of these guys. You might play an hour for one of them, depending on the mission. They've all got all different little stats and, and all that sort of stuff. But they are just really yeah. generic NPCs with just different perks at the end of the day. Yeah, it kind of... It, it had a little bit of a vibe of, you know, like everyone was so excited about how you could change characters on the fly in Genshin Impact when really you're just changing weapons. But it's painted as a whole character. Mm. You know what I mean? Like... I don't know. There's something about that. that it's it's like a, but I can't. I don't want to downplay it because it is bloody fantastic, and it hasn't gotten old for me yet. Like just going through the streets and looking through people's perks, or even like what their schedule is and who they're in a relationship with, or who mm-hmm. their family is, or who they work for, and how to convince them. And every time you find one, you have to. You, you don't just unlock them. You have to do a mission that convinces them to join dead sex somehow. Yeah. And that in itself is this giant meta game. It's like the whole game is a side quest. Yeah. You know, and you can do that forever. You can just always do that. It's kind of never ending. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure it'll get tired, tiring soon. Kind of like that guy that always needs help in Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. Who's is that? Uh, uh, Preston, Preston Garvey, yeah, Preston like, Greavy yeah, or whatever. Something's going on and yeah. we need help. And and at first you're like, yeah, okay, I'll help you out. And then you do like 10 of them and you're like, wait a second. Yeah, yeah. This just never ends. Well, so um, I'm, I'm waiting for that. I, I, I want to talk about the other main character of the game, which is the city of London. Yeah. And, and what Ubisoft have done with the city. So I was excited when they announced that it was going to be London. I know you were looking forward to something like a Tokyo or whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, but, oh my God, can I just say, uh, it, it's a good size. You know, they've done a good size of the map. Um, I think some of it, it is. is based off like your theory of that it was based off some of Syndicate's map. Yeah, I feel like it. Yeah, um, because they already have the bones for it, I suppose, yeah. somewhere. But, so, it, it, it it's pretty much take... So, a bit of backstory, I lived in London for a while, so I've got a very fondness with London and know the city quite well. Um, but um, they've pr- pretty much taken the central, uh, almost zones one and a bit of zones two, for those that know the tube line of London, and condensed that into this map and just sort of shrunk up bits and cut little corners here and there. But what you have is really, and I knew this from just driving around, is pretty much a map of London itself, like, but just a bit condensed, right? A bit of the fat taken out, so to speak. Um, it was amazing, because I could tell... I was streaming this game, and I was like, oh, yeah, just down this road's going to be this. And sure enough, without even looking at the map, I fucking pulled up at this thing and was like, yes, that's where that train station should be, and that's where that should be. But then the details got even finer than that, down to little tiny things like where specific coffee shops are placed in the city. Like, outside of St. Paul's, I was walking around the cathedral there. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a cathedral I went to one day, folks. I was talking about it. I walked around and went, oh, my God, there's that coffee shop I went to um, out the front of St. Paul's there. I was like, what the hell? It was just little things like this. And, like, 
the, the road of where I first stayed in London in this hostel was there. And even a little tube station around the, the corner, which isn't a very big tube station, was there, which was really exciting to see. I was like, holy shit, look at these little tiny things. Wow. So it's just, so a li- it's just the little details like that that really got me going. Of course, you've got all your major landmarks that said St. Paul's, you've got Piccadilly Circus, you've got Buckingham Palace, you've got the Shard is the building where I used to work. So I actually went into the floor of the Shard and... Oh, it nice. Was, you it was, go inside it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I looked at it and I went, right, it's similar to real life Shard, but just the... Um, it was just a little smaller. But then when I actually went around the back inside the building itself... Very, very, very different to to the real thing. But it was still cool to yeah. walk in there. Um, but even like the train station leading up to it has the same escalator leading up to it that I'd get up going to work each day and things like that. You know, just little things like that. I was just like, oh, yeah, that's really, really cool. Um, but yeah, it's just a lot of really, really cool little things here and there scattered about the town, which I thought captured the magic of it. Sadly, my house... When my house is, wasn't in the uh, game. It just missed oh, out. Just missed I'm out. Sorry, so I'm so sorry. I, to hear that. I, I went around to the area that was right near my house. Um, and um, I was like, this area is like right near it. But the house isn't there. And I was sad. But anyway, yes. But I think, I've, I think they've done a great job of capturing modern day London. Because this is a city I know so well. And just being able to recognise... Just individual streets from a glance was insane in a video game like that. Yeah, that's really cool. I always get so jealous of, you know, American gamers when games like GTA come out. Yeah. Because they really get to feel and experience that all the time. Like GTA being set in like New York and stuff. Okay, I've played the game. I've been to New York, but I only spent like a week in New York. I spent a lot of time in, in England. So I got to know the city really well and really familiarize myself with this. So being able to straight away see stuff. So I've never really been able to do it on that level before. We did uh, in, in chat there, I have a reminder from uh, C Smitty who said, we did have that one Forza game, right? And that was really cool. And Forza Horizon 3 was yeah. based in Australia. Yeah. And that was that was not like what you're explaining because they all they did, which I thought was quite creative, is they just captured the essence of the Gold Coast and yeah. of Byron Bay, yeah. et cetera. But the map was not even a little <laughs> no. bit close. It no. was, they just like what, threw things yeah. together. Well, this was like, I could legit go down here and I can tell you what's going to be in front of us, folks. Or I know what tube station is going to be next down this road, folks. Boom, we got there. It was great. But yeah, um, also in chat, Bagley is another character, which is a little AI machine who's quite witty and charming is with his British voice. Yes, I do believe he's the same character in the um, Assassin's Creed games, right? But a human? Sean? Um, yes. Really? Yeah. Or same voice actor? Yes, yeah, yeah. So he does the, again, with the exposition and explaining and funny uh, jokes. Yeah. So I think it's a little uh, Ubisoft. Yeah. And I, I wonder if it's a, um, like a Easter egg or that's just what he's very good at voice acting for. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, your general gameplay, you go out and you do missions, etc. Um, whether it's an infiltration mission or a hacking, etc. And the hacking system is very similar to what Watch Dogs 2 was like. And and, yes, and, yep. and the game does play very similar to how Watch Dogs 2 played. Um, yep. You know, you, you take over different regions in the town, in the city and stuff like that. 
very Ubisoft game-like, you know, taking over regions, etc., by doing certain quests and, and things like that. Yeah, uh, but in doing so, you get like a... We did, we did fail to mention earlier, you, you get sort of special citizens that you can recruit where it, not everyone's just like a random with some cool things here or there. Uh, part of the main story and also every time you take over a different city, you get like a super specialized character that you can add to your team from like a hitman to spies and uh, all kinds of different, like a hooligan. And they have all kinds of different uh, perks that they can have instead of just one or two. Mm -hmm. They'll have a whole bunch of weapons and gadgets that only they can use or they'll be super good at hacking, uh, better at stealth or yeah. you know, all that kind of thing. So that makes it really exciting as well to get involved with just uncovering the uh, regions. Yeah. Um, also, um, what was the other thing I was going to say? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's combat in this game as well, shooting and fighting. I felt the fighting was very repetitive, very same animations over and over and over again. Um, and yeah. some of the stealth stuff was a bit eh, as well. Like, it was a bit hard to get into some of the stealth stuff. It was very clunky is probably the best word to describe some of the stuff yeah i i do think the best way to play through watchdogs games is to try and do like 70 to 80 percent hacking when you can because that is obviously where they put all the efforts and that's the mm -hmm. sort of funnest most creative ways to take on missions but as soon as you yeah. do normal stuff that you'd expect to do in an open world like sneak around or fight like so many other games do it better than this you know just any of the Assassin's Creed games, for example, if you if you want to run around fighting people or sneaking around, those are the games for you. So yeah, if you come into this thinking you're going to have like a, a big open world adventure of, you know, discovering worlds and, and fighting and sneaking around, then you will have a pretty rough time, I think, because that's that is its weakest points. I think you're really right there, Callan. Yeah. Um, and also, let's talk about some of the gadgets as well. Like you're talking about the hacking. The best way to get through missions is with all the gadgets. So you have a bunch of gadgets yes. at your disposal you've got like um flying around drones you've got shooting drones drones that you can fly on like a magic carpet aladdin style and then there's our friend spiderbot who's the most op character ever super gangster gangster spiderbot he's the best yeah um yeah so it's this little robot spider which he, he can go into like all vents and things but he can eventually you can upgrade him he gets a double jump and then he, he can eventually cloak and he can also knock out enemies too there is nothing that and he the can spider sprint yeah he can sprint and there is nothing the spider bot cannot do <laughs> no there's there's a separate spider bot that does the attacking but the original gangster spider bot He's the best one. The one that doesn't even hurt people because of his double jump. He's no, he can take down folks, though. Can he take yes, down Yes, he folks? can take down folks as well. Dude, he is OP. There is no <laughs> yeah. reason to play this game with how have you? How have you not like done that with Spider-Bot? I crawl up behind someone and he jumps on their head and knocks them out. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah. I, all he needs to do now is be able to make them have an alien baby. Or, or you could fly on Spider-Bot. Could you imagine if we could fly on Spider-Bot too? Well, I'm pretty sure Spiderbot can get onto a cargo drone and fly around. Like <laughs> I'm actually 100% certain you can. You just have to control it both via the uh, the character. Well, yeah. That's so. Yeah. No, uh, Spiderbot is is the champion as well. But our, yes. our friend in chat, Flying Butt Salad, says we love Spiderbot here. We do love Spiderbot here. Yeah, and yeah, you can take down enemies while you're invisible with Spiderbot. 
Oh, so good. That's just <laughs> this is the Spider-Bot game, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah. when I make the picture yeah. for this episode, yeah. it's gonna just be Spider-Bot. That's right. Um, and also there's one thing I found with the game. Uh, the Thames is a really dirty river in real life, and it was just odd I could swim through it in the game and my character didn't get sick. Wow. <laughs> so like the Brisbane River? Worse. So much oh, worse. Oh, no. Um, but um, also, last thing we'll talk about is the with the um, all the different characters you can get. I'm playing it on permadeath, so if one of my little characters dies, they die, they go. So I've lost a few already. And I think that added right. a really nice twist into it for me because I yeah. had to feel attachment to them then, you know? Now, I do want to ask you this. Did you decide to do that after you played the game a bit and realized it was a little bit empty? No. Because no, I started did you jump it. straight into yep. it with permadeath? Yep. I said to chat, oh, see. I said to chat guys, what are we going to do here? And everyone's like, permadeath. you got to go permadeath. I'm like, we're going permadeath, folks. Ah, uh, yeah, because I went in without it thinking, no, I don't want to lose anyone in case I get connected. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, no, actually, these guys are pretty dull and one-dimensional. And as soon as you add the permadeath, then yeah. it changes to go like, okay, now I care. Yeah. And now I'm differentiating, like, when to use people. And I'm not jumping into missions <sighs> stupidly with my spy or anything like that. Oh, I did that, and I lost some of my really good characters. Oh, uh, no. I lost it, my I lost my boxing guy and it was so bad. Like, I jumped in his car and I reversed and I hit a gas tank and blew up. I went, oh, well, oh like, my god, Tigger is my boxer. <laughs> oh, he didn't even go boxing the way he should. No, no, reversed into a gas tank. Boom, up he goes. Oh, I was Jason, like, oh, what are we gonna do? I with was you? like, oh no. Oh, uh, uh, so uh, give us your final thoughts and your score on the game, please, Carl. Well, I went in this, like it is janky, like I said, but it is a video game and it knows that it is. And it's very fun and very playful. And it kind of, it brings back something we haven't seen in a long time in open world games where it gives you a new version of uh, that sandbox feeling. Yeah. So I had so much fun with it in that way of just like messing around, almost like I was a kid with a bunch of, uh, silly action figures that didn't know quite where to put them in the world and see what happens. And I just, I loved every minute of it. Jank and all, I gave this an eight. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. yeah, for me, look, I, I love the city of London. As I said, I thought um, it's a great representation of modern London in a video game. Um, it does suck not getting attached to a main character and having that driving narrative with your main character. It was all a bit mm -hmm. sort of um, over the place at times I felt. Sometimes I felt like the game didn't really know which way it was going with its direction. One second it's serious, one second it's just silly. Um, with yeah. the storyline, it was it was a bit strange in that respect as well. Like, you know, um, and things like that. Um, the janking combat really started to get me, especially the same animations over and over and over again. Compared to other games I've been playing recently, which have different animations for all that sort of stuff, it was a bit sort of yes. hard to, to take, especially... You know, after a, maybe a, don't do the uh, competition boxing mission. Oh, I did all those. I did all those. <laughs> Trust me, I did maybe all those. If you skip, maybe if you skip those, it won't feel as repetitive. Yeah, but I mean, just your takedown animation is exactly the same every time, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, and that's um, true. I've I seen I, I, I've characters. seen better stuff from this uh, from Ubisoft itself, even in the past. So, well, even uh, within. Watch dogs. Yeah, so um, it was a bit awkward. Like, and I felt the shooting was a bit off as well. The shooting's a bit, ah. Uh, and then it's like, you can kill people and things like that, or you can knock them out. But 
you know, you make choices and all that, which is fair enough. But I don't know. I just felt the shooting was a bit off at times as well. Uh, but it was yeah. an, it was an enjoyable experience. I like what they did, how they took a risk with a new idea for a change rather than the same old thing. We could have had, you know, British protagonists and all that around London town, um, you know, getting to know yeah. him and all that or her, etc. And it's been interesting to check it out like this. Look, I'm going to give it an 8.6. Um, nice. Yeah, so I'm interested to see if they would continue this way down the track with Watch Dogs 4 or not. I'm, I'm not really certain as of yet. But yes, nice. that, that was uh, that was uh, Watch Dogs Legion. Let's take back London. Okay, so yeah, that was our review of Watchdog Legion there, folks. Thank you, Flying Butt, for saying awesome review. Thank you so much. Um, so, folks, if you guys want to start getting your questions ready in chat there as we go through a promo spill real quick. Okay, so yes. re remember, folks, you can always find Game Train Podcast at uh, GameTrainPodcast.com or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash GameTrainPodcast. We're also on Podbean, which is GameTrainPodcast.com slash podbean.com uh we're on instagram <laughs> at game train podcast uh on twitter at game train talk carl where can we find you uh you can find me on stream at uh, uh twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash the underscore lyrical it's where i do all my live streams and i'll just be playing music and playing a bunch of video games my instagram is just at the lyrical and my facebook is the lyrical official wonderful stuff all right all right chat have you guys got any questions for us there anything about video games at all just drop it in chat and we will answer carl or paulie asks carl how excited are you for dirt five? Oh, that's a hard one to answer i'm uh i guess the honest answer is i'm not excited at all but i was very excited <laughs> I can uh, I can tell you a lot more about that. Wait, when is embargo for dirt? The, the, that was yesterday. Uh, the right? embargo's dropped, mate. You can say we've been playing it for oh, a week. We've been playing for yeah. a week. <laughs> I'm not excited because I've been playing it and I've been loving it. It's it's a lot of fun. Dirt Five is awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I might play some tonight actually. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah, it's it's really cool. How excited are you for it, Paulie? It's, it's uh, what are you guys doing on release of new gen consoles? And why is it only installing games all day? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, Shmitty, Um, Wow. Well, I've already got my Xbox, so I don't need to worry about that. Um, about that part for the That's Xbox. True. So my Xbox is all locked and loaded, ready to go. The PlayStation, cool. I'll be downloading one game and I'll be playing that all day. Uh, I think what C. Smitty means is, what are you guys doing on release of the Xbox and why is it Tetris Effect Connected only? Mm. Wow. Uh, Flying Butt Salad, I'm curious to know what you guys think of Life is Strange series, my favorite game of all time. I love Life is Strange, Flying Butt. The first one yes. especially is an incredible Clay game. is awesome. Um, I have some amazing Life is Strange artwork here as well, which, um, oh gosh, I forgot the artist's name. We bought that off at PAX the other year. But, um, I think I have that, do you have that little book? I got that back there in my, my book ah, case still. 
But um, that was so cool. Yeah, um, amazing, amazing game, amazing soundtrack. I loved it. Flying butt. Oh, how good's the soundtrack? Oh, uh, oh, here we go. And Devpool asks his question to the lyrical. When do you think your premiere will open the borders to Victoria? Uh, never. We are uh, safe and sound in our bubble, and that's the world as we know it. Wow. Okay, so the bef- dome. <laughs> before we roll into our lame love and hype train, we just want to explain what's going on with next-gen stuff right now. So as you, many of you already know, is that I've had the Xbox Series S here for a little bit now. We did an unboxing video and a little quick Q&A on that the other night where we licked a box and all that, which was fun stuff. Um... Yeah, and then, um, so our plan for next gen is that tomorrow, we're going to come on here tomorrow night, and we're going to do a special mini podcast just on the Xbox Series S, right? Be a quick one, where we just talk about that, you guys will be able to ask questions in chat, and then each night kind of thing, we're going to be talking about one of these next gen games we've been playing. We might have a night off here, depending on how many days we've got and how many games we've got to go through we've got to work that out but we'll be having a chat each night about one game like mini reviews like we'll be doing one on dirt five we'll be doing another one on um on yakuza and and things like this these games that we have been playing um and and having a look at over the last week um and then that will be leading through into the playstation one where of course we're doing a little mini special on the playstation 5 console and then some of the playstation games and then after that We'll, the next numbered episode will be a full wrap-up of this, how this whole next-gen launch came about, the pros and cons of it all, how it went, what we thought of it, the games, etc., etc. So that's sort of our next-gen content plan. We've never done this before, so we're just sort of fly, no. flying by the seat of our pants here, trying to figure out the easiest way for us to do it, but also get enough information across to you folk as well, without... yes. Um, without destroying ourselves in the process. So um, we figured just doing little mini episodes each night, maybe they're five yep. minutes, maybe they're 10 minutes, where we just come in, we have a quick chat about X, Y, Z. We publish that episode, the next night we pop up again, then at the end we do a nice wrap-up, a general wrap-up of everything, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So that is our plan. But anyway, um, yes, we, are, we are nearing the end of the episode, folks, so we're going to jump into the lame, love, and hype trains. Um, Devpool asks, why are you always the imposter? I'm not always the imposter of Devpool. Uh, first up is the lame train. Okay, Carl, what is your lame train this week? My lame train's a really easy one, especially now with the, um, next generation looming and so close and us being able to cover everything and what you were talking about about us wearing ourselves thin and trying to share with you the information that we have uh you know that we're lucky enough to have been given to be able to look at my lame train is the concept of embargoes especially for streaming when we get given games super early and really cool exciting ones i always like (laughs) i just want to jump on and play with it and show you guys everything online and you know like have fun playing something actually exciting because the hardest part is when we jump on and play a game that like, you know, 40,000 other streamers are playing anyway. Yeah. And it's so exciting to have all these like really cool opportunities and, and then just be at home, appear offline and play by myself in the dark cave mm-hmm. and experience these worlds. It makes me realize that uh, such a huge part of video games and what I love about it is sharing. 
Uh, and I'm, I'm really grateful that that's a big part of the gaming community now, mm -hmm. um, more so than it used to be when we were younger. But yeah, I, I realize how much I love to share when I'm not allowed to. That's mine. And you, sir? Yeah, yeah. You're right on your embargo thing because another reason why we're doing staggered content like we are, we've got different embargoes going off left, right, and center every day, and it's actually really fucking hard to keep up with it all. Yeah, we don't know what's allowed, so we're just like, I don't know, man. We just wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll go with this, this, and that. But yes, uh, my lame train is trading on my PS4. I'm so sad to trade this in now. Oh, I know. I feel like I've almost Pizza. been delaying it. I feel like every time I look at my PS4 now, I get the song in my head. Goodbye, my lover. Goodbye, my friend. Oh, we'll have to sing a goodbye song for you on tonight's stream. Oh, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss my PlayStation 4. But yeah, I'm trading it into EVs. I got some great deals going at the moment, folks. But that's my lame train that I'm saying goodbye to my PS4. I love this machine, but she has to go to make room for the new one. So uh Yeah. Wow. What a great lame what a great lame train that is. Let's roll into the love train. Okay, Carl, what's your lo love train? My love train is C. Smitty and Flying Butt Salad and Lucy Meg and Joel and Sam and all our gang that we have just been jumping in with and playing Among Us with. It's just been just the most fun I've had online for such a long time with video games. And in the middle of trying to review things and looking at games critically, it's the one time we can just jump in and forget about reviews and just actually have a bloody great time and yell and scream and just enjoy yourself like like the old days. I, I've been loving every single minute of that. So, um, yeah. And yourself, good sir? Nice. Mine was uh, all the um, support I had on my birthday. So, as you all know, I'm living oh, nice. in Victoria. Uh, we've been in lockdown for several months now. Majority of the year. It's been a bit shit. Um, things were starting to open up around my birthday, but I didn't really want to go do anything that day because of, you know, I don't know, see how things go down here, uh, before we venture out into the wide world again. But so I decided to do a 12 hour stream that day, which ended up being a 14 hour stream and, um, yeah, all the support that came through that day was absolutely phenomenal. Like, I couldn't believe it. A couple of big, massive raids, lots of people jumping in saying good day. Throughout the entire day, throughout the whole 12 hours, I never felt alone here, uh, which was really, really nice. Now, I've done some 12-hour streams in the past where it's been me for almost all of those 12 hours by myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so, every now and then, me to see what's going on and be like, no, it's, he's still fine. Yeah. He's eating. Yeah. Right, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this was really nice to have people popping in and out all day. So the support from everyone has been fantastic. And that is what I've been loving at the moment. All right, are you ready for Hype Train now, Carl? I'm so ready for Hype Train. All right, Carl, what's your Hype Train? My Hype Train is Tetris Connected, Tetris Effect Connected on Xbox Series X. Um, you know, multiplayer Tetris. That game is so fantastic that adding it adding a multiplayer to it and being able to play it with the incredible, beautiful, wonderful piece of art that is the Xbox controller is something that's extremely exciting to me. And mm. I just cannot wait. And it's one of the games we haven't had a chance to play early. So I'm just, I want it so bad right now. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Uh, mine is, I'm hype. This is the last time I get to say this for a long time. 
I'm hyped for next gen next week. <laughs> next week? Yeah, it's so weird. I know, I know it's coming like, I know I've already got the Series S, but um, the PlayStation 5 feels very next gen as well with like the next gen games coming on it, etc. So I'm very excited for that next week and it's the last time I can get hyped for its release. So I'm, I'm bringing it out now. PlayStation 5 oh, release good. next week. I'm very excited for um, to be able to jump on there and... Um, yeah, it should be a lot of a lot of fun. Hey, I hear Davfall's thinking about getting you a 4K TV for your Christmas. Oh, I'd love that. I'd love a 4K yeah, TV. He, he was private messaging me. And he's like, what what size do you want? And I was, what size do you reckon Callum wants? And I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe maybe 75. And he's like, <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Because I was thinking 85 for his big white wall. Yeah. And I said, well, to fill that white wall, you'd need a projector. Oh, my God. So. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. But yes, um, folks, um, thank you so much for hanging out on episode 93. Um, yes. This will be uploaded tomorrow, actually, because I'm going to upload the rest now. So it'll be actually today if you listen to this tomorrow. But anyway, uh, remember, folks, we've got the big next-gen week, 10 days marathon thing coming up, which will be fantastic stuff um, leading up through the launch of the Xbox into the launch of the PS5, talking about those games, a game each night or yes. a feature each night, etc., etc. We'll be going through. So guys, make sure you're checking this out on twitch.tv slash Game Train Twitch for all that awesome content. And of course, we'll be uploading those mini casts as well, um, which is our, part of our Next Gen special, which concludes in our big wrap-up at the end. Uh, thank you to everyone in chat. Okay, bye guys. <laughs>